The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. From the hottest issues of trends for our daily social media minute, we're joined by Yerika. Good morning and happy Children's Day. Happy Children's Day. Oh, man. To be a kid again. <laughs> um, I am. I will always be a kid at heart. I agree. I'm, I'll always be a kid at heart. And that's such a beautiful thing, right? And <laughs> it is perhaps in our interest to protect that heart for actual kids. So it is so appropriate that we start today's Social Media Minute with a survey conducted on children. How do they feel about the world? What did they want to hear the most? Yeah, good questions. Um <laughs> This survey um, shows uh, what children, uh, you know, want to hear the most from their parents, uh, even their teachers and their peers on Children's Day. Mm. And um, there was a survey that was recently conducted by the Chungcheong Namdo Office of Education. It was released on Wednesday. And uh, the survey was conducted on a total of 2,579 elementary school students, ranging from uh, kids in the second grade mm. to the sixth grade. And uh, yeah, the survey revealed that 37.8% uh, of the respondents said they wanted to hear the words, I love you <sighs> the most on Children's Day from their parents and teachers. Um, any guesses as to what the second most popular response in the survey was? This kid at heart loved hearing, I trust you. I trust you to make the right judgment. I trust you to be a good person. Things like yeah. that. Maybe even I believe in you. You can yes. achieve whatever you set your mind to. So what comes in second, year? <laughs> so 24% of the kids say um, they they want to hear their parents say, you can do it. So, um, I, I guess that brings together everything just mentioned, actually, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so, um, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The fact that, uh, you know, showing your kid or kids that you have faith in them, that you trust them to do whatever it is they do or they want mm -hmm. to do, mm -hmm. it makes a huge difference mm -hmm. in, uh, you know, the children's lives. Mm -hmm. And it gives them so much motivation, too. Um, and I think there are different ways to show uh, young students, young kids, that you have faith in them mm -hmm. and what they can be. And uh, as, as a teacher, as an educator, this is something that I always think about, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and uh, the different ways to show that you actually have trust in them, the most obvious one is actually demonstrating that uh, trust. You know, um, it's important not to just talk the talk. Yeah. If you say you believe in your daughter or your student, yeah. you know, let them make that decision yeah. you're worried about and not make the decision for them. And then allow them to experience um, the consequence with your care and support, of course. I think because the one message a consequent gives a child is the belief that they can do better. You know, I remember it was Dr. Oh Young, I mean, who else, who said 
I don't remember which parents she was speaking to, but someone who, is, you know, they were obviously troubled. They want to do better with their kids. And Dr. Onyang asked these set of parents, you know, what do you think the purpose of parents, guardians, teachers, and adults are in these kids' life? And she answered her own question because she has all the answers. <laughs> and she went on to say it is to instill a sense of confidence so the kids can become adults and make adult decisions. And that starts with trust. And it's tough because... As someone who's already done it, we think we know better. <laughs> we can we can intervene and help. And if you just let me help, I can make your life so much better is I think where it stems from. And I think the intentions are good, yeah. obviously, because you want to protect your kid, yes. right? You want to help them because you're more experienced. But um, I think that is one of the biggest mistakes that we can make as adults, <laughs> ironically speaking. That's right. Um, not overhelping is huge. Mm -hmm. You know, parents who swoop in to fix everything before anything can go wrong, you know, that's telling your kid loud and clear that they don't believe in them to begin with. Allowing your children to make mistakes. Oh, yes. I don't even want to let my dog make mistakes. <laughs> that's so funny. All right. So I'm just trying to highlight the fact that it's probably yeah. really difficult to be a parent and be like, I trust you. And you're just anxiously watching them fall on their own. It takes a lot of patience. That's for sure. I agree. Now, the survey also showed what children want to hear most from their peers and friends. What was it? Yeah. So 40 percent of the kids say they want to hear the words, let's hang out together. Let's play, <laughs> you know. Obviously, right? I mean, what kid wouldn't want to hear their friends say that to them? Let's right? hang out. We're friends, aren't we? And I mean, yeah. thanks to the pandemic, I mean, that point is even more highlighted, more face time yeah. with your friends. You know, um, the weather is not looking great, unfortunately, <laughs> today. It's not the weather cooperating. Isn't, no, no. But uh, on Children's Day, around 49%, which is half of the children, said they would like to go on a picnic with their family. Uh, while 14.5% of the kids say they would like to spend some time with their friends. You know what I mastered during the pandemic? You can have picnics in your own home. Just lay That's out right. the full spectacle. And it's just really fun yeah. because if you just change that environment, it feels great. I think so, too. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. move on to our second buzzword of the day. Seoul City has denied LGBTQ community permission to use the Seoul Plaza for their Pride Parade 2023. That's right. Um, the organizing committee of the Seoul Queer Culture Festival was denied permission to use the Seoul Plaza uh, to hold the event on July 1st. Um, the Seoul Plaza event was going to be a part of a 17-day festival for the LGBTQ community, which kicks off on June 22nd this year. Now, according to the Seoul City government, um, the LGBTQ rights group and a Christian broadcasting company, CTS Culture Foundation, had both applied to use the, the plaza in front of Seoul City Hall on July 1st. Um, the authorities have given preference to the CTS Culture Foundation, which is planning to host a concert for youth wellness and recovery on the same day, okay. July 1st. I do wonder, because Seoul City was probably aware that this would raise a few red flags yeah. and um, probably backlash. What was the reason for their decision? 
Yeah, so the Seoul city government said the decision was made based on the municipal bylaw mm. that an event designed for children and adolescents' well-being is given priority when multiple applications overlap mm. on the same date. Mm. Um, the Seoul city government added that both of the applicants had refused its request to reschedule their events. Now, it also denied rumors that the municipal government had provided financial support to CTS Culture Foundation for the Youth Wellbeing and Recovery Concert. And sort of as expected, the decision draws strong backlash from rights groups representing the LGBTQ community, as this is the first time since 2015 the Pride Parade won't be taking place at the Seoul Plaza. That's right. Seoul's first ever Pride Parade at Seoul City Plaza was held back in 2015. At the time, there was a landmark ruling by an administrative court that overturned the police's decision to ban the parade there. Now, the following year in 2016, a Christian-affiliated Korean political party, the Christian Party, lost a legal battle as it tried to block the festival. And every year since then, pride parades have taken place at the Seoul Plaza, Mm -hmm. but there were also, of course, people who were very outspoken near the plaza protesting against the parade itself. That's right. Um, uh, that's right. There's always protests, you know, uh, around that time of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the COVID pandemic, there was a two-year hiatus when the, the festival wasn't held at the plaza. But uh, right before the pandemic, back in 2019, an estimated 135,000 participants took to the streets to to take part in the parade, but also side by side every year. Yeah. There are Christian groups, various other groups that are opposed to um, these sorts of events, mm-hmm. and uh, they they make sure they're they're heard loud and clear. I mean, concept for youth wellness and recovery just on paper and by its uh, description sounds great, actually, but it's about the timing of it all, isn't it? Uh, activists are arguing that the scheduled event by the religious group is designed to incite prejudice towards LGBTQ people. They yeah. knew well aware that every year on this time, they host a certain kind of event. That's right. Um, the, the activists are also claiming that CTS Culture Foundation's event for youth well-being is in name only. <sighs> um, but they've also denounced Seoul City for neglecting another bylaw that stipulates there can be no discrimination when deciding who has the right to use Seoul Plaza. Hmm. Unfortunately, the conversation is not over and the back and forth will continue until the event happens uh, towards the end of June. Let's move on to our final buzzword of the day. More mystery around the Mona Lisa. Is it solved? Uh, That's a big question. So uh, a a tiny town, I think it has the number of people who live there is like 3,500. So it's really small. Mm. It's a town in Tuscany. It's currently buzzing with excitement after an Italian historian claimed that the bridge painted in the backdrop of Leonardo da Vinci's Mona Lisa um, belongs to the town. (laughs) Um, Italian historian Silvano Vincetti says he has no doubt that the Romito di Laterina Bridge in the province of Arezzo was what da Vinci had painted into the countryside landscape behind uh, the world's most famous portrait. And uh, his claim could end, uh, you know, a mystery that has fueled countless disputes over the years. And uh, today I thought we would talk about some of them. All right. So a few of these past reviews, how are the historians identifying or how have they uh, identified in the past? 
So in the past, um, you know, uh, you know, the bridge in the backdrop yeah. uh, was identified as the bridge uh, Ponte Buriano, which is located close to Laterina. Uh, the bridge was also identified as Ponte Bobbio in the northern Italian city of Piacenza. Mm. Uh, however, this historian, by using historical documents and drone images, and of course, by making comparisons between the painting and the photographs of the area, mm. uh, Vincetti said it was the Etruscan Roman bridge. Romito, he said he was absolutely sure. Now, the most telling detail was the number of arches. Ah. A bridge in, uh, you know, Mona Lisa has four arches, as does Romito, or as did Romito back in the day. Now, Ponte Buriano has six arches, while Ponte Bobbio has more than six arches. So we see the image of the bridge kind of behind Mona Lisa's yeah. uh, over her left shoulder. And now one can argue, what if the br- part of the bridge is not shown in this portrait? Then the conversation gets restarted. So <laughs> how much of the Romito still stands to this day for comparison? Yeah, only one arch of the Romito remains as to the foundations of the bridge on the opposite side of the riverbank mm. of Arno River. Um, now, Vincetti also found documents that attest to Leonardo often residing in Fiesole between 1501 and 1503. This is when the bridge was very, very busy. There was a lot of foot traffic and other sorts of traffic at the time. And yeah, the the the, the town for now is really excited. Uh, they, they want to get funding to, of course, um, you know, um, yeah, attract tourists. Sure <laughs> yeah, they, they want to get funding to, right. to basically, you know, not not fix the bridge completely, but make sure it doesn't crumble even further. Okay. And uh, there's a cycle path that is currently being made uh, along that part of the river. Um, and she, the, the mayor is really excited, says, you know, we hope to attract more tourists around this tiny, sleepy village. Thank you so much, Erica. Happy Children's Day. Have a great Thank weekend. You. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.